I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the Frank Skinner Absolute Podcast um, with uh, Frank Skinner, me... Emily, her, and um, Gareth, him. Hello. Hello. And uh, we just did the show. And, yeah. And uh, we always say that. People should know by now. I like the fact that people listen to the the sort of old podcasts. The, mm. Somebody this very Saturday morning sent in a text and said, I was listening to when you were talking about your favourite primate yeah. in te- TV and film, <laughs> which I'd completely forgotten about. And then they identified a primate that they didn't like and thought mm. we could perhaps talk about ones that we didn't... They didn't like... Um, it was the monkey from Friends, Ross's monkey and Friends they didn't like. That was their worst monkey. Yeah. yeah it's quite a tricky one, isn't it, worst monkey? Mm. Mm. I think Clyde from Every Which Way But Loose was everyone's favourite. But he was an orange Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think that makes him a monkey. He's certainly Simeon. He's in the family, isn't he? Oh, well, he looks like he's in mine. <laughs> There is gingerness in our family. I'm not ashamed of that. Yeah, Clyde. He's dead now, I bet. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We um we did announce that Bouncer. We had Oh no, I'll don't, don't, don't give no, it away. No, don't give it away. Oh no, we we made quite a big, quite a sombre announcement on the show. He was so lovely, Mark Little. Yeah, Mark Little was our guest today. You know, remember Mark Little from uh, actually you remember Mark we Little. Remember it's Mark never right to talk about. Yeah, he uh he was on, and uh, Joe Mangle from Neighbours. <gasps> I've said it. You've said it. He he was a very nice chap. He was lovely. And talking about his new show, and I don't know about you, but I I really like the show. Mm, I know you've I told do. me to talk it up in these intros, but today I can do it without any fear of contraception. I mean contradiction. <laughs> um, perhaps a slight fear of contraception, but I am Catholic. <laughs> um, no, I I thought it was great. I I'm tempted to listen to it myself. Mm. Steady on. No, well, I probably won't, but. Mm. Um, I don't like, you know, I don't like, I want to be as a dog returning to its own vomit. <laughs> um, you really are bigging up the show. No, that's what Dr. Johnson said about Scott's people to go back to Scotland. Did he? Yeah, he, he could be, he could be a bit racist. Well, we you... we talk about Dr. Johnson does get a mention he on does. the show. Yeah. Anyway, um, bear in mind that we've got another podcast out this week. We've started our uh, midweek minis. Mm. That's what I'm calling them. And uh, so um, it's podcast heaven for you, podcast fans. And uh, we hope you enjoy it all. And uh, here we go. Absolute Radio. Max Clifford's jacket. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just looking at a picture of Max Clifford's jacket in the newspaper. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little shaken. I'll be honest with you. I'll get over it. It's going to be all right. So um, that was, isn't that lovely? That's Claire and the Reasons. Wake up, you sleepy head. Yeah, I love that. So what he's gone for, Max, he's having to read out um, v- um, Vanessa Perron... Um, Perron-Cell. Yes, Polycell's um, thingy. Statement. statement. Yes, OK, thanks. I don't normally work with a prompt. <laughs> and, <laughs> Looks uh, like you should start. So he's gone out with this bit of paper to read to the press. And what he's gone for, it's a, it's a sort of... I'd call it a bomber jacket. It's, it's at the waist, but at the, it's black. <laughs> and uh, at the top, there's a sort of a panelled section on the chest of a, um, a sort of a shy, almost like a patent leather, quilted 
Yeah, quilted. Quilted. <laughs> a bit like the old goalkeeper shirt. And, and obviously, Max has thought, I better, I better go and read that statement. That'll be loads of photographers. I know what I'll wear. I'll wear that um, <laughs> that thing with the quilted, uh, like the PVC. Ma- Maureen! Maureen, have you s- Maureen, have you seen that black jacket? You know the one with like the quilted, shiny, leathery... Yeah, where... Well, why is it in there? I need it now. <laughs> oh... That's what's happened with Max. He's actually thought, looked in the mirror and thought, yeah, that'll do me for the, uh, for the <laughs> press statement. Looking good. Right, come on, let's go quilted. It's That's got a, a slight blouson quality to it, there which you don't a, often see these days. There's a hint of blouson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the jacket, the, 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 the actual upper, the collar, looks like there's, a, there's an element of knitting going on. Oh, honestly, he's got... That, that woman's had some blues on. Oh, well, I can only. I, that is. It's, um, how can we celebrate this? Let me see now. <laughs> This'll do it. <laughs> what a start it is on this fabulous Saturday morning. And we're off on. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with uh, Emily. I'm with Gareth. Come I on. got pig iron. I got all <laughs> pig iron. What is that pig iron thing? It's think? a thing that uh, Lonnie Donegan, uh, who's, oh, as you know, is very popular on Absolute Radio, has played a lot. <laughs> he used to do a song. It's the Cumberland Gap. And in in the Cumberland Gap, it's about a railway driver. You don't you don't want to know this, but he's getting to the Cumberland Gap. He pretends that he's got some stuff on board that he doesn't have to pay. Sort oh, of. Okay. And then as he goes past, he he brags. I got pig iron. <laughs> I got all pig iron. Well, you would. And brag. You can imagine the administrator saying, "Pig iron. What is that?" But um, <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that's what happened. In the words there. of Vanessa Perrinsell, "Oh my God!" Exactly. Yeah. Apparently, she was very upset mm. about uh, John Terry losing the captaincy. Mm. I bet she was, yeah. Anyway, you know, life goes on. I think we all have to just put a brave face on it. Mark Little is our uh, guest this morning. Remember Mark Little? He used to be in Neighbours. Yeah. Jim. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do? Oh, it doesn't sound very nice, though. No, well, it's not very nice. It's a digital <laughs> The Aborigines, they don't do nice. They do vital. It's so low. It is very low. I once, um, I, I was being light-hearted. I said to this um, didgeridoo player in Edinburgh, Can, do you know um, all by myself? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he just he ignored me. I thought oh. it would be possible if you were very good at the... You know. <laughs> Wouldn't it? That's what they need to incorporate, melody. Yeah. I've always said that about the Aborigines. <laughs> <laughs> what do they whistle? You can't, you know. Oh, I love that didgeridoo player. <laughs> what is that? That's me whistling. Oh, I thought it was an insect. <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot I'd thrown that. Okay, so, um, thanks for getting that, Gareth. I love you sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. I think we'll have some more music. Absolute Radio. Oh, Maureen, look, the stitching on the quilted section has come undone. Now, two of the diamonds have gone into one. I don't want to be out there reading a press statement. There's people saying, well, what is that, Max? Some sort of decahedron. Anyway, that was uh, Ocean Colosseum. And uh, sounding quite nice, I thought. Uh, You had a text in correcting you, Frank. You know, you mentioned a Lonnie Donegan song. Lonnie, not Lolly. Did I say Lolly? Lolly Donegan would be a great name. Um, The Lonnie song you were referring to, Mr. Skinner, is Rock Island Line and not Cumberland Gap. Regards, Paul Wilson. 
Well, all I can say to you is I may be right and I may be wrong, but you know you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Oh, the rock and roll, 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 the rock and one, I must say, was not quite as bad as the other two. But I think it's still registered on the uh, aneurysm scale. If anyone at home has had an aneurysm, we're not making light of it. Don't think no. that for a second. No. Mm, and relax. I've had my hair cut. You know, I'm quite pleased with it. Yeah, I, actually, I like it. I actually went in and the woman said, what would you like? And I said, um, I'm thinking early Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> and she was quite young, Australian. I thought, do you want to know who Morrissey is? And, and she said, yeah, that's, that's the look at the moment. And I thought, well... I'm liking the sound of it being the look. So that's what I've... I've I like it, Frank. It looks quite military. Yes, well, short back and sides Mm. always does. There's there's an element of a poor house about it. But it's... uh, But I'll tell you what I like. I said... um, Because I've learnt now what what I need. And I I say um, clippers on three all the way around. What does that mean, really short? That's the setting. Oh, okay. Well, it means it looks like this. Okay. And... uh, she started really going at it. And it's a great thing when the hair's dropping off you with the clippers. It's a very... Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, you can see why sheep have that contented smile on their faces. Because <laughs> it's, it's lovely to feel it all. Oh, just to feel all the hair coming off. And I said, it's great, isn't it, with the clippers to just go at it. She said, she said yeah. She said, I'd love to do this to my dad, but I don't think he'd let me. And I thought... <laughs> oh. Just a minute. <laughs> What do you mean? I looked at this to my dad. Like, I'm obviously I'm somebody's dad. He was thinking, ooh, he's still trying to relive his youth. And I'm sitting there in the chair now, abused, I felt. How um, old was this creature? Oh, she was probably, I'd probably say, early 20s. Oh, how very dare oh, she? Oh, I wish I could do this to my dad, she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clippers were a bit, uh, they sounded a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, well, I was... I'd already had the difficult situation because um, she said, uh, so, uh, you working today? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm working uh, after this. And she said, uh, what do you do? And I said, well, she was nice, don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm making it sound like she wasn't nice. She just noticed I was old and wasn't good enough to not refer to it. <laughs> um, she, I said, oh, no, I thought, I, I'm, pre- I'm prepared to lie if someone asks me what I do if they don't know, because if you say you're a comedian, I mean, people, you know... Especially a hairdresser. I don't want them to think that gives them licence to do something comical with oh, my hair. Yeah. <laughs> something that's ridiculous. True. Yeah. You don't want a comedy hairdo. No, I don't want um, it, that sort of castellation that you get on <laughs> castles. You know, like an oppy bit and a downy bit and an oppy bit. <laughs> um, I can't have anything to a castle like because I, I, I get um, Torrit syndrome. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm, apologise. I'm she asked all. you what you did. So she asked me what I did, and I said, um, "I said, well, it's complicated. I'm a comedian." And she said, "Oh, is that all she yeah, said?" That was the end of that. So I thought maybe she thinks I'm being, you know, jocular. But they yeah. were listening in there. They were listening to Absolute Eighties, which, in case you don't oh. know, Absolute they have a whole string of other channels behind our backs <laughs> going on. Uh, with no DJs as well, almost as if they're moving towards that as an ideal. <laughs> anyway, Absolute 80s, as you might guess, is for people in their 80s. <laughs> There's a lot of Lonnie Donnie going on there. And, um, it's my favourite. Yeah, and a lot of stuff about the war. Um, <laughs> they keep quite, replaying the abdication speech, yeah, don't they? There was some quite disparaging stuff about Hitler I thought was unnecessary. <laughs> and uh, the jingle is the sound of a doodle bug, which apparently... <laughs> 
sends the poor listeners into paroxysms of fear. <laughs> anyway, they had they had absolute 80s. Now, there is a song, there is probably one song I can think of that whenever it's played, I, I have to dance. And I mean, I have to dance. Oh, and it came no. on in the shop and I thought, oh, no. This was before I got into the chair. It's that one, uh, don't leave me this way. <laughs> oh, Blonsky B. I can't survive. <laughs> well, if, if I've gone slightly off mic, it's because I'm dancing. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I don't sing along with it because, uh, <laughs> but I do have to dance, right? Um, and I, I thought, I can't dance in here. There's, you know, it was early in the morning. The other people in there that look sullen. And uh, I, I, I did that dancing sitting down that you do, like when you know you're at a club. Oh, shuffling in your seat. Yeah, when yeah. My feet were really, my feet were moving all over the place, but I was still seated. I found it made me, if anything, more agile that I was sitting because my, <laughs> I did things with my feet I couldn't have done if I was standing, um, unless I was wearing one of them jetpacks like Roger Moore. They would have some adverts, <laughs> and then I'll tell you what happened to me when I bought a watch. <laughs> you won't believe it. Absolute Radio. Okay, so this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've got Emily, we've got Gareth, we've got Pig Iron. Oh no, <laughs> I've been there before. Um, let's uh, let me see. Oh, here we go. <laughs> see, just to give you a bit of a prompt at home. So um, yes, yeah, so I went to buy a watch. My watch broke. How often do you buy a watch? I buy a watch very rarely. Oh, I buy them all the time. No, you I need to update your look. I don't. I know. I don't buy them for fashion. I wear them until they break, and then I go and buy another one. Um, so I went to um, this very nice watch shop in Covent Garden, and um, I this is. I just had the "Don't Leave Me This Way" experience when I have to dance. And uh, hold on a minute. No, Maureen. I don't. I don't need a vest. I've got. <laughs> I've got the quilted area. Well, keep out any cold winds. Max is very interrupting to that. Anyway, so I went into the watch shop, and uh, there is also a song. This is absolutely true. There's a song that I have to sing along to, and that was that came on in the watch shop. So I just got over. Don't leave me this way. I went into the watch shop, and they were playing Roy Orbison's "I Drove All Night." Oh. And the trouble is with that, it's quite high, and if you're singing it at home. <laughs> You know, in a shop, if you're going, people are okay. But if you're going, I drove all night. <laughs> and I was doing the verse before, and I don't know the words to the verse, even though I always sing. So I'm going, <laughs> and the woman I could see was, I could see her finger was an inch and a half from the panic button. <laughs> but anyway, I bought a nice uh, watch, and that was that. But uh, what a coincidence, those two songs yeah. that, 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 that uh, have that effect. You didn't dance whilst you were singing in the falsetto voice. No, I don't. I don't mix them up, dancing and singing. Oh, oh no, I, I don't think I'm licensed to do that. Anyway, that was that was my week. <laughs> How's your job going, Em? Oh, I love it. I'm at InStyle Magazine, everyone, in case anyone doesn't know, which is a fabulous fashion magazine. Not InStep Magazine, not InSoul Magazine, like Frank has called it, but okay. InStyle Magazine. InStyle, yeah. Yeah, and I've it's got one in- for ramblers. <laughs> you know when you go through a kissing gate and there's that moment when you can't, you sort of stop <laughs> in, in, in a... St- okay. Yeah. I've got a fabulous GBF at the magazine. Okay. You've all gone very silent. Yeah, what is that? It stands for Gay Best Friend. Oh, you've got a Gay Best Friend. Yeah, okay. well, you would have at a fashion Of course. Thing. I think every woman should have a Gay Best Friend, and indeed every man. And he's good because he keeps me in check. He just keeps a little eye on me, like my food intake, maybe. <laughs> so, for example, I was grazing a bit yesterday, straying towards some Toblerone, and I heard this voice going, 
It was brilliant. So I thought, oh, I'll think about that. Is he very slim, indeed? Oh, he's, he's amazing looking. Toblerones are quite a thing to take on, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. Because I, they actually, I love Toblerones, but I am always hurt. When I eat them, there's always an, uh, an injury. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not, you've got to snap the triangle off. You can't try and bite no, the triangle. No, you see, off. I try to, yeah, I yeah. try so to. So do I, I put there. it all in in one go. Yeah. I think I've, I've got, I've been bruised by a Toblerone. Well, I did that yesterday, I put it a all novel in. A novel by Beryl Bainbridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you put the whole, well, I did. Not the whole thing. Well, That's I did. Ridiculous. And then my GBF looked over at me and he went, it's okay, curves are back in. <gasps> oh. oh, I loved it. Did he mean but, um, try a curly whirly? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. Yeah, no, Toblerone's a triangle, aren't they? So I was. It's a, a similar. The well, same, were we working on the yeah, same line? We're on the same. It was well, same we premise, like those strange men in overalls that work <laughs> on uh, the Rock Island line. Ah, the Rock Island line. Um. <laughs> I, you know, I think I've got to stop having so many E additives. <laughs> we had an email from um, Sam Cook, I believe he's called. Mm. Not, I'm not saying Sam Cook in a very <laughs> South American. <laughs> from Sam Cook. Hey, Sam Cook sent me an email. I said, Sam, I didn't know you was computer literate. He said, hell boy, you betcha. And Sam... Um, I was talking last week. I was saying I haven't got a I haven't got a catchphrase, and I was looking oh, yeah, if anyone yeah. could suggest one for me. And he suggested, um, "What about if your catchphrase was stamp the bare hand of Her Majesty?'" Well, at first, as you can imagine, I was confused, but then Sam explains, and he said, "Stamp the bare hand of Her Majesty." So Frank mm-hmm. for stamp, Which right? So far, Frank the bare hand, the skin. Yeah. Right. Of Her Majesty E.R. So actually, stamp the bare hand of Her Majesty's code for Frank oh. Skinner. Oh, that's quite clever, Sam. It's extremely clever. Whether it's up there with nice to see you, to see you nice, I don't know. But um, imagine me coming on and saying, oh, it's Frank Skinner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I stamp the bare hand of Her Majesty. Hey! <laughs> Maybe I could split it up. Stamp the bare hand and the crow go, of Her Majesty. And, oh, we laugh like there's no tomorrow. Should um, catchphrases need footnotes, though? That needs quite a lot of explanation. Needs a lot of yes. explanation, but Frank. One, yeah, but once I'd got... You know, once that was out, like the there. Da Vinci Code, that is. Yeah, and it, but that's all right. And that it's, was Frank very it's Frank Skinny R. It's Frank Skinny R. Skinny It's a bit weird, isn't it? Frank Skin. Yeah, but you know, now you're being picky. Yeah. I think once I'd explained it, it would be on the. There'd be an internet explanation. There'd probably be a bit of a you know theories about where it's a conflict. Whether it was some sort of a, I was going to kill the Queen at, yeah. at, at some point. You know, this thing. You know, do you kill the Queen or do you just wait? Uh, and, and so. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to use it, Shim, but um, I thought it was clever. That's what I like. And I like clever. Now, yeah. the next song I'm going to play, let me say this, I'm a big fan of Jamie T. Now, some might say, he's near a bit youth for you, Frank. I say to them, just cut my hair and get on with it. <laughs> um, but this song is by Jamie T. And uh, I thought we'll get lots of, um, you know, letters and and. and emails and stuff about Emily. Uh, everybody fancies Emily listens to this Aww. show. So, no, it's true though, isn't it? There's always men trying to... And I, I, so I trying to what? I sent... Trying to... Um, well, sending you cupcakes for a start. Yes. I did get cupcakes that. this morning, yeah. Yes. Anyway. What, what, are they D cupcakes or C cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're tea cupcakes. Um, so, um, yeah, so this is a, a message to all those men. This is a... Beautiful song called Emily's Heart. 
bottle of wine and old. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. There you go, the ultra talented Jamie T with Emily's Heart. Oh, isn't it sad? I've played some quite um, gentle stuff this morning. Mm. Still, fall coming up. <laughs> oh, so, um, God. I tell you what, I was shocked this week was um, that um, Sharon Davis. You know, oh, swim, yeah. Swim with the big shoulders. She's on Dancing on Ice. She's Dancing on Ice, which um, I bet she's praying for a melt. Because one, <laughs> one good thaw, she'd be the best person <laughs> in that competition by a mile. She'd storm it. But that um, that Jason, who must be somebody's um, GBF. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he wouldn't see, be mine. Do you see what he said to her? He said, I was watching him, he said, it reminded me. Now, he said, of when, when you look back into the toilet bowl, I mean, if there's anyone having breakfast, I'd just turn away. Not that turning away from the radio is a big help. But um, unless you've got very sound directive ears. <laughs> anyway, he said, watching you ice skate is like watching faecal matter go round and round after you've flushed. And then when you, you want it to disappear, but then it hasn't disappeared. I mean, it's too much. Poor Sharon was absolutely... That's horrible. It is. And just because she was wearing... It was a nice coffee-coloured... Oh, um, don't, oh, sorry. Don't, yeah. It was her, her skating suit. Yes, but, I mean, she she smells... She probably smells a little bit of chlorine, <laughs> you'd imagine, at all times. He but can no. talk. He's hideous. He looks like a circus ringmaster. And he looks like his beard was painted on with burnt cork. <laughs> no, I, actually, I think his beard was painted. I read that in... Um, TV quick <laughs> that his beard was painted on with uh, wet cork. Uh, wet cork? Wouldn't work. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you what I did like about it though, is I like the kind of elaborate insult mm. because too, too often nowadays people just say, oh you plonker and that's it. And I, I like, you know, a clever insult. Like um, Dr Samuel Johnson in the 18th century, right? His friends... Gather round. If you're, it's a time. Sit cross I love Samuel Johnson. He's so hot right now. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I've gone even further back than Lonnie Donegan. That's what's happened this morning. Anyway, so um, his, his close friend, James Boswell, says to, says to Dr Samuel Johnson, let's go get a boat and go on the Serpentine in, um, on, sa- on Sunday morning and have a little bit of a, you know, have a bit of a row. It'd be lovely. What he didn't tell him, there was a tradition on the serpent. The serpentine is a, is a, is a, a, a piece of water in uh, Hyde Park. He didn't tell him there was a tradition that people would go on, with their boats on the serpentine on a Sunday morning and insult each other, right? That was the thing. So everyone knew about it except Dr Johnson. So he's on the boat with Boswell, and this group of your students go past, and one of them says, you are like an enormous fat bear. I can smell your sweating carcass from here. So, waiting for jo- Johnson doesn't say anything. Someone else comes and says, "You sir are as ugly as a as a terrible malformed oak tree," and and all these kind of weird. So the next one they go past, Samuel Johnson turns to this bloke and says, "Sir, your mother, under the pretext of keeping a bawdy house, is a receiver of stolen goods." <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call an insult. That is an insult. I and, like that. And I think what we should ask. Have viewers? Mm. Uh, no, well, they're not really viewers, are they? Unless they're not on TV. At the radio. They might look at the right. No, I'm not on TV anymore. Why bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already mentioned the Brits this morning. Are you trying to crucify me? <laughs> so, um, yes, I'd like you to know what any really good insults you've. Now, if you send really rude stuff, obviously we can't read them yeah. out. And if it's really big insults about us, we'll be upset. <laughs> I can't leave anything out. 
Um, I'll give you one I think I'm most proud of is I, I once did a gig and there was this um, very right on. Um, um, can I use the word? Hold on just a minute. Yes, I can. Uh, lesbian comic. Uh, not there's any. I love. I, I love them. Um, not all of them. I met two. That sounds like. weird. Just say what happened. No, okay. So um, I did some stuff, and it, I, I didn't think it was anything. It was quite ribald. And she came up to me after and said, um, "I thought some of that material you did was virgin on the offensive." Hmm. And I said. There's only one virgin on the offensive in this room. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and it was yeah. Fine. There was no need for it. But it was, I thought it was quite clever. I must admit. Um, anyway, if she's listening, um, no, no hard feelings. Absolute radio. Frank, our listeners are coming up trumps with the insults. Are they texting us with their favourite insults on eight twelve fifteen? Is there that what you're are. telling me? I say on eight twelve fifteen. My favourite so far is from Hugh Markham. He says, Dear Frank... No, you, Markham. <laughs> I hate these lazy teachers. In my day, they were more dedicated. <laughs> Dear Frank and team, I heard this insult the other day. You're so fat, when you fell down the stairs, I thought EastEnders was ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marvellous. Isn't that brilliant? It is very good. Very good. There's another one. Behold thy mirror, as thou art a beslubbering, beef-witted canker blossom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, think, do you think that's Shakespeare or something? Or just well, it who, sounds who sent like it? it in? Um, they remained anonymous. No, oh, I hate it when they do that. Yeah. Um, Tom from Harrow um, texted in, your village just called their idiot is missing. Which is, um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Do they still have village idiots? Oh, yeah. Not, not since she won Britain's Got Talent. She didn't win, actually. She came second, oh, to be fair. To, I'm just trying to be fair to her. Frank. She didn't win. She came second. It's Don't give me that look. Oh, my God. She won't God. be listening. She's not up this time of the morning. She's in a tree covered in body paint with a severed limb of a, oh J- my God. a member of JLS in oh. her hands. No, stop, God. stop. Don't come your girl away from me. I'll kill you I had a dream. OK. So, um... Oh, I've got another one I like. You, sir, Mr. Skinner, wear a wolf's shirt for fun and frolics while singing The Wanderer. Oh. Did he know that? That must be an ex-girlfriend. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Who said that? Is that anonymous as well? That's another anonymous one. That's the ghost of Dr. Johnson, I think. Oh, OK. So, um, yeah, we'll keep on coming in. Mm. I'm, I'm loving these. They're great. And I'll tell you, I'm always impressed by how bright our listeners are. Yes, me too. Because, I don't know... <laughs> Emily, you need to sound convincing when you say that sort of thing. <laughs> no, I, we get some really clever stuff coming in. I love it. Yeah. I love it, I love it. Anyway, I think it's time for uh, an Ethan update. As, as you may know, Gareth is the only one of the three of us who is not barren. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I heard that, is, that is the sound of his child cry. Oh. I always think when I play this that someone at home is thinking, oh, no, that's the baby alarm. Yeah. Why is it crying? What's wrong with it? Well, um, that's from quite a long time ago, but okay. he has been crying recently for a strange reason. Okay. Oh. Right, you know... Found I, the police. Found I, the police. I, I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep him talking. <laughs> you maybe... I don't like football. No, I know you don't I like don't football. I don't like football, okay. even a little bit. But I thought, because we haven't... He hasn't got a ball yet. Okay. How so old is he now? He's, um, he's seven months. Oh, okay. Does it talk yet? <laughs> he. Oh, oh, sorry, he. sorry. I've, okay. been, I've been corrected on that many times. They don't like the it thing. <laughs> no, no. He's not talking yet, so he can't really communicate apart from crying or smiling or making facial expressions. Right. Oh, it reminds so, me of my drinking day. <laughs> <laughs> so we got him a little foamy football. Okay. Because, like, quite small... 
And at first, like, he seemed fine with it when we bought it in the shop. It was still on its netting, and we put it on his thing, and he seemed to like it. When we got it home, he basically won't have it anywhere near him. If mm. you bring it out, he mm. is visibly scared of it. Goodness. And then if you put it right by him, he cries. He's and you know how chilled out phobic. he is. He's, fo- he's, he's really? scared of footballs. Oh, no. you'll never have an affair with a French lingerie <laughs> model at that rate. Maybe, and he was all right with it when it was in its netting. Yeah, early on. Maybe he's going to be don't... an assistant manager. Does he like putting <laughs> cones out? <laughs> <laughs> is it very cheap fibre? Maybe it's the fibres he's rejecting. Oh, it it's might, it oh, might it's be foam. the texture. The only other thing he's been a bit like it with was a pine cone. Where he right. kind of very tentatively touched it and didn't like the texture, but we've tried it with other balls as well. Right, um, different coloured footballs, cricket, and, yeah. rugby. Well, no, we just trying a, to find out what his favourite yeah, sport is. We did, early a, on. we did another football and a rugby ball, and it was the same. You won't have them near him. I don't know if I thought. Can you pass things down genetically? I pass I down believe, my fear of I football. I believe. I'm not sure about this, but I think you can pass <laughs> things down genetically. <laughs> I think I've read that somewhere. <laughs> anyway, well, that's a, that's a strange tale, I must say. Um, if any of the listeners oh, can help with that. I thought it ended. <laughs> Turns out oh, no. there's some sort of coda. His anecdotes run and run. Yeah, they do. Well, yes, if any um, listeners can help with that, I don't Because he can't tell us what his feelings about it are. No. What's wrong with him? Well, can't you get him a notepad? <laughs> 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 we've got to move on. We've got, I think we've got Mark Little coming on after the news. And um, we've got some... Actually, I'm, I'm going to dedicate this to my lovely girlfriend, Kath. Aww. Partly because it's called Running Up the Hill, and she does run as she listens to this programme. Oh, does she? And uh, it's, she's got a little radio thing. And, um, and also, she loves Kate Bush. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. That's the phone call I dread. <laughs> so, um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily, with Gareth, and uh, we've got Mark Little coming in. Oh, shortly. I like him. Yes, and um, and we've been asking people to text in on eight twelve fifteen their favourite insults. Have we had any more insults? Yes. I know we get a lot of insults on a Saturday morning, but it's nice that they're just abstract ones rather than aimed at any of us directly. We've got insults turned to flattery. You remind me of a big fat jammy donut. Your arrival gives me pleasure and your departure makes me hungry for more. From George. No, I'm worried that George uses that as a chat-up line. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. And I've never done the chat-up line thing. I really struggle with it. Mm, I've got another chat-up line. Ian Kennington, are you two sisters? We're Cinderella. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good that's a good insult mm. I think we've hit a, a rich a rich vein with the uh, insults yeah. mm. John from w- Wooten I don't know what that word is I once heard someone described as having a face like a clumsy beekeeper <laughs> <laughs> oh marvellous um, speaking of uh, lumps did you see um, Posh Spices I, I'll call her I call her Victoria Beckham Victoria mm. Beckham's Bunyan this week. Oh, yes. That was I've a seen the bunions. Hell of a bunion. That's a big old bunion. In fact, she's so skinny and the bunion was so big, it looked more like Victoria Beckham was growing on the bunion <laughs> than vice versa. She looked like a terrible, like a stalk emerging from an egg with just a toe left trapped. That's what it looked like. It does happen with heels, Frank, I'm afraid. 
Yeah, but she's, you know, she's a rich woman. You think yeah. if she said, you know, oh, I've got a bun, you know, to get that sorted, there'd be, you know, there'd be... Um, Have the surgery. I imagine there's a, there's a plastic surgeon who lives in the house with them. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, like some people have a nanny. It just comes in and, and would shave a bunny and off in, yeah. in ten minutes. Great that bunnyon's on eBay. Suddenly they've got even more money. <laughs> I was thinking now, I, I what I love about it, it's such an old-fashioned working-class thing mm. for Victoria Beckham to have. That's that's what I mean. You'd think she'd have something much more modern. Yeah. It reminds me of when I um I had this lump on my wrist, and uh, I went. I was seeing a physiotherapist about it, and she said, "Oh, it's it's a ganglion." Ganglion? Exactly. And I said, uh, what is that? She said, oh, it's, you know, the very old things. You need to um, you need to eat it with a Bible. And I thought, well, it must be a fairly old wow. illness if that's the cure. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of a doctor did you go to? Well, that was a physiotherapist, so I thought oh. I'll go and see my doctor. Oh, you know, OK. Because that, that makes sense. And uh, I went to see my doctor and... Um, I said, I think I've got a ganglion. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, you need to eat it with a Bible. And I thought, hold on a minute. <laughs> You're a doctor. I, I, it's like a private doctor as well. Yes, I own up to that. Um, so um, in the end, I went to see a specialist about it to, to have it removed because it was really quite painful. And Because um, I tried it in it with a... Well, I, I didn't have a Bible. Was it not a Bible? Enough. Was it a Jackie Collins novel? <laughs> no, I t- I, I, it was a Collins English Dictionary. But it was a big one. And I, I, I laid, because it was on my left hand, so I could have a good swing with my right hand. And I hit it, and it really hurt. Oh. I mean, it really hurt, but it didn't pop. And I was really swung this. And I hit it again, still didn't pop. So I did this thing. I thought, I'll hit the wall with it. And I did it in a kind of a... I didn't just steadily line it up and then hit the wall. Mm. I sort of walked past the wall as if I was going to kick... And then I suddenly hit the wall. <laughs> like I'd sneak up on the ganglion. You know, like when, when Nazis are uh, they're interrogating someone and they just walk away and give them a quick slap like that. Or, so try, and, or try and do um, the salute in a very small room. <laughs> yes. Well, I could... Anyway, it didn't go, so I went and saw a specialist. And I said, can you believe, I said, some people um, say I should hit it with a Bible. And he said, ah, oh. he said, this is the 21st century. Can you believe people would say that? He said, I think you need to eat it with a book representing all the great world religions. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everybody's a comedian. Comedy from the specialist. Oh, no, yeah. Anyway, speaking of the world religion, it's been a big week for the Pope. He's been in the news. And this week's fall track hmm. is actually about John Paul I. Mm. I'm not making this up. This is Hey Luciani. Absolute Radio. We have been joined by Mark Little. Ah, good morning all. Oh, oh that's not patronising. Take, <laughs> Take me back. We don't want to stereotype you in no, any way. No, of course not. But can, can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> <laughs> you can never tell what it is, can you, with a didgeridoo? What is that? <laughs> what is that? I was just moaning about the fact they don't play tunes. No, well, oh, well, no, it's the, the world's first instrument, wasn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I can't Must believe be. that. Civilization. Can I say Mark's no, the most friendly was, person we've ever had? It was the second had. one because... The what? You're the most friendly person we've ever had in the studio. Hold on, he could turn. Really? I, no, I he could did. turn. <laughs> he came in here, I? Oh, well, you know, what am I going to say? <laughs> one, more, uh, uh, one more Australian stereotype. He could, he could crack. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Skip? Uh, there you go. Top. She'll be right. <laughs> so, Mark, we, uh, me and Emily, we, uh, we had a bit of an outing the other night and we went to see your show. Oh, yeah. groovy, good on you. Oh, we loved the, it. Uh, oh, that's good, yeah, it's a good show, it's fun. Uh, Gareth Dinn obviously lives in Bournemouth. I don't need to think that he couldn't. He no, couldn't fair enough, it's a long way to come. It is a long We'll way be to heading come. down his way. Exactly, it. he can catch yeah. you on tour. Yeah, yeah indeed. So, um, Mark is, um, 
He's in the West End at the moment at the Leicester Square Theatre. Indeed. With Defending the Caveman. Yes. So, what's it about, Mark? Oh, mate, Defending the Caveman. It is one of the worst names for a piece of theatre in the world, Defending the Caveman, <laughs> but basically that's what I'm doing. Um, um, the Caveman's got a bad reputation. And as a bloke, it's, it's, it comes from my perspective, you know, as a bloke who's lived through the 70s and women's liberation and all that. And back then, being considered a caveman, descended from caveman, which we all, all men were descended from, it's embarrassing because the caveman's got a bad reputation, you know? Mm. Bit of a minger, bit of oafish, stupid, yeah. club a woman on the head, drag about the cave. But that never happened, all that stuff. That's cartoon stuff. The, the facts are the caveman was a protector and a provider and, and he worshipped women and, and men and women worked together on things. And they were, there were differences as hunters and gatherers. Um, and yes, we're equal, but we're not the same. So no. the show is trying to explain men to women. And the show's, are, I mean, it's, as you say, <laughs> it's about the differences between men and women. And yes. I don't think I've ever been at any show <laughs> where there were so many couples nodding each other and going, well, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> you do it's that. It's quite unbelievable piece of theatre, that. They, nudge, 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 they nudge. Kept Doing it, it was, it was, I mean, I've, I've never seen anything that tuned into that thing. So there, were, there was two couples sitting yeah. ahead of us who constantly were going, God, you do that. Uh, and it was, yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's all over the room. And, and yeah. a lot of women are seeing that, oh, look, that they're laughing over there. They're, oh, it's not just my bloke. Yeah. It's everyone's bloke. So there's all this relief and release going on. Because it's uh, through the PC period, the political correct period, a lot of this stuff didn't get talked about because he didn't know how to quite bring up the issue. Yeah. And so this bloke dared to write this play and go, look, let's put a few things on the line, a couple of home truths. And uh, by the end of this show, I've never done a piece of theatre where people are canoodling up and, and lovey-dovey all... Frank and I weren't right. doing that. No, no, no we, fair we, enough. We, we no, you, that. You're, not, um, you're not linked, uh, though, are you? <laughs> no, but, I mean, you're suggesting it could have brought us together. <laughs> no, you've well, gone I'm too talking, far. No, no <laughs> I'm talking about the couples that you're, yeah, you're okay. referring to. And it does get very... There's a lot of love in the room at the end of it. It's very simple human politics, and people really respond really well. Well, I honestly felt that some of them were quite relieved to hear that their problems or everybody else's yeah. problems. So there, is a, there was a bit of therapy in it as well. But yeah. I, should, I should point out that mainly it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It oh, is, it is an entertainment. It's educational as well, but um, there was uh, people were absolutely falling about. Well, relate that. our onto it. Relate the marriage counselling folk. They do um, recommend people to go and see this play. They is say, that right? Yeah, they, it's part of their sort of remit. And originally when it was written way back in the in the early 90s, um, it did have a little bit of a, because it was American, it did have a little bit of Oprah Winfrey about it, a little bit of theatre as therapy which the Americans seem to be able to cope with, but an English-British audience is not going to go to the theatre for therapy. So it has no. to be entertaining, and then underlying is this... There's this like, bit of an enlightenment. I get 50-, 60-year-old blokes coming up to me at the end of the show and say, mate, thanks for explaining me to myself. And, wow. uh, and a lot of women, well, they just, they just laugh like drains, don't they? Well, I went to it's relate. They never, they never told me to go. <laughs> they recommended I go to the taming of the shrew. <laughs> 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 That's on the NHS, that is it? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Mark Little is our guest today. We're talking about his. Um, what is it? It's a show, and yes, it's called it Defending the Caveman, and it's at the uh, Leicester Square Theatre. Well, um, till when, Mark? Till when? We've got three weeks, so that's uh, three weeks from, you know, two more weeks after this week. So, okay, uh, and, then you, and then you take it nationwide. Yeah, we go out again, we go out again for the spring tour. We're actually doing Dubai first. Uh, we, I went to Dubai. I think it's broke. It's very, I've, they've got no money there. Apparently now. not. Apparently, get, but there's one theatre there. There's a theatre <laughs> and a few people wandering around looking for something to do. Oh, okay. Apparently, so um, we're going. Yeah. And that's hilarious because a lot of 
of South Africans, expats, and then these blokes come in with these harems and all these burqa women sit there and you think, oh, I wonder if they're enjoying it. You think, I think they're well, John and Terry down. and his wife are uh, heading out there. So, oh, good. Um, well, I there think that, they'd, love the, they'd love it, wouldn't they? Oh, they're going to have a great time. Oh, he's going to have a great time, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he <laughs> should come along. That'll be a great show. Oh, that'll be a lovely holiday for them, I'm sure. There's a thing that you talk about, in, as I was saying, this, it's, <laughs> if, if you're in a couple, you, you really should, uh, or if, as you always say, if you're single anyway, but couples seem to be particularly loving it. And there's a thing where you're talking about, uh, like if you're watching the telly, if a bloke's watching the telly, he just wants to watch the telly and nothing else. There's a thing, if I'm, when I'm in bed with my girlfriend, yes, we do. Um, <laughs> of course. She, we both read, right? And I'll be reading and she'll start talking to me and I'll say, I'm reading and she'll say, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> can't you multitask? <sighs> Look, that's, that's where the play is very clever. It talks about the, the, the men and women as two completely, we've got different... Um, histories that we men were hunters and women were gatherers so if we look at the hunter what the hunter's job was is it's the hunter's job to concentrate on their prey to the exclusion of everything else in the whole world until it's dead men are good at that and that's why blokes do have to turn down the car radio when they get lost yeah. You know, I can't, I can't look, turn that off. I can't look and hear. I, no, do, I do it for parking as well. well if course. I'm parking, I think I have to turn the radio off. And down. when they're finding a number in a street, is it 142? Oh, yeah. let's turn it down. Turn it, turn it down. <laughs> or some blokes have been known to follow their sat-nav over a cliff. Yeah. It has happened. So blokes can zone in like that. And it, and it seems to affect everything we do. And like that's what happens with the telly. Blokes don't just watch the telly. They become the television. And so uh, Kath, my wife, she can be talking to me, and I can't even hear her voice. I can... I can hear yeah. this buzzing sort of thing in the background, and it's not until she's right there saying, I know you can hear me talking to you, and I come out of the telly and go, well, what do you want? She says, well, nothing, and storms off, and it's all, it's all kicks off, because... Oh, I'm sorry, I was zoned into tractor pulling on the. It's <laughs> from a very interesting idea, though. So, because she would have been a gatherer in the mm. cave, Matt, she'd have had to be look all, looking all around the place Ev the, and notice everything all at once. And, that, and, and the play is saying that this is how we survived. If a man can concentrate and narrow his focus, he can protect the tribe. And if a woman can you know, be aware of everything else, she can make sure he didn't get killed while he's doing it. And that's why Mark says that's why we like shopping. Yes. Well, yeah, that's why we shop differently. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we like shopping, but, I, you know, if a shirt wears out, me, I, I get on the high street, I hunt down a new shirt. Shirt, well, shirt dead Mark, now. I think it might be time. It's time for a new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some giveaway down the pub. Beauty, new shirt. <laughs> um, but women can. They can go out without a defining, you know, goal. They can go and wander and discover, and, and that's what wears me out, personally. It's like, whew, I need a mission, but personally... And then within the play, there's stuff that happens to blokes and not some, you know, it's not necessarily everything is for every person because there are things in it, you know, that, that don't, don't necessarily match up with me as, as the way, what they're talking about, the bloke. But it's trying to take a sort of a general... Oh, well, it definitely... The ordinary fella, the ordinary woman. It's very both funny and educational. Yeah, good on you, mate. So what do you think... Um, <laughs> it's been in the, in the papers this week about men at work, which, which oh. to me was, I think my first awareness of what Australia was about was that song Down Under. Can you believe it? Yeah. When Can did you? that come out originally? Was that what that was, was about it? 79, Yeah, 80. we looked it out, 80, 81, yeah. 82, okay. yeah. And then it was big when, when Australia won the America's Cup mm. in about 88, I don't know when it was, something around. What is the America's? Is that yachting? It's a yachting cup, for what, goodness sake. What could sake. be big during a yachting <laughs> cup? Oh, What's happened to Australia? Exactly. That's still when trying to get away. That's when Australia turned. We, we didn't used to be a flag-waving nation until we won that stupid cup, and is we were all right? supposed to care about it. And then now come this song, do 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 
And then the other day we all learned, that, oh, the Kookaburra song's in there, is it? Oh, so we better have a go and have a listen. You yeah. see, I learned the Kookaburra song because you can probably tell from my accent, Mark, I grew up in Australia. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very, still <laughs> yeah, very it's clear, strong. Clear. Oh, I'm surprised you haven't well, broken I, into the Kookaburra song. I thought Alf <laughs> from now. Home and Away had actually <laughs> sneaked in. <laughs> <laughs> you bludger. <laughs> you flaming mongrel. Oh, there you go, it's all there. But it's yeah. true, Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? It's really come on, sad. Come on, give us a burst Okay, there. Mark, one, two, three. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry king of the bushes, he laugh. Kookaburra laugh. Kookaburra gay, your life must be. Brilliant, that works really well on the round. And now we have to pay someone 60%. 60% right, who doesn't even own the song, didn't if she wasn't a good, they weren't good, because she's gone, But they're woman. dancing in the streets in Earl's Court. That's oh, they are. <laughs> oh, <it's more> <laughs> fabulous news. Imagine all, uh, all, all those backpackers out there. Absolute Radio. Snow Patrol, just say yes. We're going to need them again this week, apparently, according to the weather forecast. Oh, no, what am I going to do about my shoes? Well, I'm, I might go for the male og. Oh, no, don't oh. do that, Frank. It's no, very no, Ronnie well, words. OK, 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 it was just a thought. <laughs> So, um, We've had a couple of insults in, Frank, oh, good. on 8 We're asking for people's favourite insults, but it's too late now, don't bother. I like, you're so far in the closet that your best friend is called Aslan, from <laughs> Man think, Mountain. Do you think I that like might the... be a gay remark, generally <laughs> speaking? <laughs> I do. I'm liking it, though. I think so. On the same line, getting ready for a night out with my male gay friend, my three-year-old saw me in a dress and said, Mummy, you look like a princess. And then he turned to my friend and said, And you look like the Queen. <laughs> What, he's three-year-old? Oh. Yeah. I, well, I was saying things like that at three. What's wrong with you? Why weren't you? <laughs> well, I, I, I just imagine. think it's a little bit... It's a bit forward. <laughs> I wouldn't dare say a thing like that. So, Hywel, the... Hywel... Hywel? H-Y-W-E-L. Yes. I should be able to say Hewell. that. The milkman. Hewell. You have a face like a bucket of smashed crabs. You do. <laughs> I find that that is a, a comeback to mm. any insult. Mm. Just yeah. try me. Just try me on another one of those insults. <laughs> Um, <laughs> today you have a today. face like a blind cobbler's thumb. You do. <laughs> you see, uh, uh, automatically it's turned on them. Mm. We're speaking about some of our unusual ailments. I um, I, I think it's all right to mention this on radio. Hold on. Check right, the manual. So, no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, I um, I have this blackhead. Right, a returning. Oh my god! A returning blackhead. <laughs> I, feel I wouldn't absolutely just absolutely sick. I wouldn't just mention a blackhead on on breakfast uh, radio. But oh my this god. is a weird. This one oh is it, it won't go away. <laughs> Every six weeks or so, my girlfriend says, "Oh, it's up again." I say, "It's not oh. me," oh. and she says, "No, the blackhead," and 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 she. It's on. It's just here on my neck. I don't know if it's up at the oh moment. Oh my god! No, I don't want to see it. No, but I, it's an incredible thing because she goes at it with. I must say with with gusto. <gasps> who um, I don't know if you know is that um, Brazilian midfielder. And uh, <laughs> what he stay? I, I don't know. I never asked him to stay. You know, he's um, he, just because he grins all the time. You know, and, and provides a carnival atmosphere. He thinks he's <laughs> all right. Anyway, she does that thing where I say, "Be careful," and she says, "You know, just say stop, and I'll stop straight away." And I'll go, stop, stop, stop. And she'll go, it's coming now. And then doesn't stop. And when it comes out, it's not like what you'd expect. It's, it's, it's like, a, if you can imagine... Oh, I feel absolutely bilious. If you can imagine a, a flesh curtain... Oh, with, my God. ...with a unicorn breaking through, <laughs> with, it, with, its, with its twisted horn oh steadily emerging. That's what it's like. It's a sturdy... It's as sturdy as a twisted unicorn horn. That is oh. the most disgusting thing you've ever no. said. Actually, it's not. 
No, that's it, probably on air. Okay, I take froze. it back. But um, it, it won't go away. She's never, obviously, never got to the root. I suppose it's like a unicorn. You snap the horn oh. off. Six weeks later, it's grown back again. <laughs> don't know if you find that. <laughs> I don't know I, why the Brazilian had to bring his pet. It's beyond me. <laughs> it sounds more like a sort of conjoined twin than a blackhead. Yes. Oh, no, I hope we're not um, dispersing <laughs> human life casually in that way. Anyway, I think, can I say my favourite story of this week was the, the Portsmouth football manager, Avram Grant, was seen leaving... Um, now, let me... Oh, can we yes, say this? A, a house of ill repute, <laughs> is what we have to say. A house of ill repute... Um, Known as Foo Foo's. It's a massage parlour in Allentown. Also known as Unit One, which is particularly romantic. Oh, Unit One. Yeah. (laughs) Not Unit One. I think Unit One is the bloke who shows you in. Unit Two is the bloke who shows you out. So if you see that on your husband's credit card statement, worry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But he was seen leaving by um, tabloid... Journalist, mm. and it, the man said, "Do you, are you familiar with the fact that this place is a brothel?" And uh, Avram said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> what a fabulous approach! And they asked his wife about it, and she said, "Well, you know, he does do what he likes as long as he's getting a nice massage." She actually mm. said, "The only anger I have is that he does not go to have a time massage every day." Yes, we don't know that he doesn't go every day, no. obviously, but um, yeah. So that's. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm so far into the dark world of uh, prostitution that my best friend is called Avram. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Ben Jones is coming up next. There's no connection. Can I make that absolutely clear? Um, Although he has a nautical air, and it does involve Portsmouth. Um, I think uh, that's it for this morning. It's been lovely talking to you all. Thank you for all your texts, and Mark Little was nice, and... um, yeah, we're doing an extra podcast this week, by the way. We're doing a midweek podcast, so if you just can't get enough of us, do that. Um, ben Jones coming up. Good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.